I'm Jordan Duran, and you're listening to Off the Chest. Welcome back to Off the Chest. This is episode number 12, and it is a bit of a change of pace because I'm feeling like I'm kind of moving away from what the true goal and purpose of this project was for me. And that is, or that was, to combine big idea issues that the world and society faces and combine it with personal anecdotes to try and humanize these issues. And what I've ended up doing, I think, is kind of just ranting about politics in the news. So we'll get more into that later, but of course, this isn't the end of the podcast. This is just the end of, I guess, this season or like this cycle. I'm kind of treating it like the movie that was so, so, I don't want to say good, but the movie that wasn't planned to have a sequel and then ends up getting a sequel. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm headed. But for now, let's just talk about the news. So there are three things that I want to talk about in this episode with regards to the news. And of course, we can't talk about the news and not talk about that final presidential debate moderated by Kristen Welker. So first off, I think it's pretty obvious to say that this debate was not as shambolic and disgraceful as the first presidential debate. However, the substance was still the same. There was a whole bunch of lies from Trump. There was a whole lot of misdirection and half-truths and like take quotes taken out of context from both sides. More on the Trump side, but Biden isn't isn't like a, a perfect little angel. He's there were a couple of things he said that were sort of inaccurate or partially inaccurate or taken out of context. There were still the personal attacks from Trump towards Biden, but more specifically to Biden's family. And actually, one of the biggest lies was that uh, Biden got paid millions of dollars by China. Now, I don't know if that's a QAnon conspiracy theory or where he got this idea from, but it's not true. This is one of the many lies, both new and old, that came to be said during the debate. And my instant reaction during the debate was actually that Trump was sort of returning to his greatest hits. It was kind of like the, the classic insults, the 2016 insults were just you know, remastered for this cycle. I do think the clear and obvious winner of the debate was, of course, Kristen Welker. And I'm not going to say she was the perfect moderator, because I don't think any moderator of a debate that involves Donald Trump can be perfect. But I thought she made the best of a really disgustingly toxic situation. She held both candidates to their times 
and obviously she was assisted by the mute function on the opening statements of each section. She pressed them on answering the questions. She was pretty, pretty good at cutting people off when their time were up. However, she can only be so good if the candidate is respectful of that. And Biden, you know, finishes his sentence, then he's done. Or he stops mid-sentence and just ends it for the most part. Whereas Trump kind of says, now let me finish. But but I haven't, I haven't finished, you know, and rudely pointing. And, you know, it's a common theme you can see with Republican politicians in Washington, D.C., having a disdain for female reporters and female moderators. I guess we'll never know all the reasons why they're like that. And just one last observation. I'm not really doing a substance, substantive analysis of the debate, but clearly Biden is the more competent, not just candidate, but human. But then we pretty much all knew that from 2016 when Trump was running and won the nomination and then won the presidency. So if you're just noticing that, then you're kind of a moron or you're blinded. Second bit of news, Amy Coney Barrett, her nomination has been pushed forward to a final vote. So the way these things work, right, just to give a quick background to those who haven't taken like intro to U.S. government or U.S. politics. So the Senate Judiciary Committee, which all committees are run or chaired by the majority party. So right now the Senate is the majority party. So all the committees and subcommittees in the Senate are chaired by a Republican senator. In this case, Lindsey Graham is the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And they're the ones who did all the hearings for Justice Barrett. Or Judge Barrett, she's not Justice yet. She will be probably by the time you're listening to this. But they held they held all the hearings for Judge Barrett, did all that stuff. Then they vote whether to send the vote for the nomination to the full Senate. So it's like there's like 13 or 15 senators on there. It's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty powerful and prestigious committee. But so then they send that to the full Senate, and the full Senate over the last couple of days voted to push her nomination to the final vote. So the full Senate votes on whether they should or whether they give her the vote. And it's called they vote they vote to advance the nominee towards the final confirmation. Now, of course, the vote was down party lines, 51-48. Not sure who was the one exception to the vote or the one abstain. However, that's not really important because what's important is that she's now on her final vote. So the next vote, which is probably going to be Monday, which is today, as in the Monday that this has been released... So she'll probably be confirmed as a justice, which is really tragic. It's a real shame. The Democrats, they boycotted the committee vote. So technically, it's an illegal vote because you're supposed to have two 
members of the opposite party present before you can move to confirm or the vote. So that's not good. But of course, the Republicans don't care when they're in power about the procedures and the rules. So really, really, really good odds that she becomes Trump's third justice confirmed to the Supreme Court, which in reality, he should have only had one. But of course, we had the Merrick Garland situation and that empty seat ended up going to Neil Gorsuch. And then the really, really sus retirement of Justice Kennedy, who then his seat went to Justice Kavanaugh. So really, this should be his first like super official and no one can argue about it nomination. And then the last bit of news before I get too dragged into this really heated argument, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she had a Twitch stream and it was hell lit. I'm not going to lie. I watched a good chunk of it. She played among us with uh, representative Ilhan Omar with Pokimane with who else was there? Like Jack Septicai. Uh, I think Valkyrie. There, there was a bunch of the you know the big, big, big Twitch streamers joined in. And at one point, she had over four hundred thousand viewers. I think her peak was around four hundred forty thousand, which made it the third largest stream on Twitch for an individual. So obviously, like group or a company is different but as an individual streamer she had the third largest in history which is really really good because her whole point of hosting the stream was get out the vote encourage people to register to vote to make a plan to vote and then to vote whether they were voting early by mail or they were going to vote in person on election day that was her whole point and it motivated an absurd amount of traffic to IWillVote.com where many, many people, I don't know numbers, I, that's not my in my area of knowledge, but IWillVote.com, you make your plan to vote because if you make your plan to vote, then you are significantly more likely to vote because you have a roadmap of steps to follow and things to achieve before you can vote and then you vote. Now, besides it being a huge success, it is it was the first attempt for a politician to really reach out to young voters where they are at. Especially in COVID, it's hard to do rallies in person and events in person and stuff. But young people live off like YouTube and Twitch. And Twitter and Instagram, all that. This is the first time someone went to Twitch to try and meet people instead of just complaining about young people not voting, but then not really doing anything about it. And I think it really serves as a model for the rest of this election cycle and for future elections, whether they are presidential or not presidential. This really sets a model for politicians to reach out to more younger voters in the future. And that way, more people are voting and more people are informed and know what to do. And I think it was it was a huge success. It was super fun. Uh, playing Among Us, which is already a trendy game, 
playing it with people like Pokimane and Valkyrie, that was just that was just hilarious. So now that the news is over, it's time to talk about this week's main topic, the thing I would normally want to get off my chest. But now this is more like I want to get on my chest so that way I can I can work at it better. So this marks the end of I'm we're just going to call it season 1. This kind of was the guinea pig season. It was fun. It was really fun to work on a project that I could bounce off people that allowed me to speak on things that I know really well, that I'm really passionate about, and put it out in the world in such a way so that it's more inviting and more open, as opposed to, for example, just constantly sharing posts on social media, which you know people can just ignore and not really take much value in. And it's not your words. So when it's your words and you're putting your words out there purposefully, then it means something. And I think and I think hearing ideas and beliefs and views from the person and not just saying, oh, this person shared this post, therefore they believe that. It's just a different vibe. But the reason why I'm bringing this to an end is because, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm straying too far from the original mission of this project. Like I said earlier, it's it's supposed to be something personal, relatable. Not necessarily laid back, but not strictly political. And not strictly like news. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It shows it shows me that when I'm not holding myself to a certain standard or a certain like checklist, that that's where I tend to drift to. And that's okay. That's something I can learn from and improve upon. Now, is am I saying I'm not going to ever talk about things political again on the show? No, of course not. But only in the context of trying to relate it back to personal stories and anecdotes, whether they're mine or a future guest. It was, it was just, it was one of those things, like I've said many times, where I thought about it for months, and I second-guessed myself, and I didn't commit to anything. And then I started seeing uh, some of my friends finally working on their own creative outlets, whether it was their own podcast or music or photography or fashion. And so I got really inspired by that. And I was like, you know what? I can get off my lazy ass and start doing something too. Especially since no one's hiring me right now. We'll talk about that in a future episode, of course. Always got a little, little teaser in there. But this is something I can do. This is like, for me, this is an escape. 
this is something different that I do each week. And so this it keeps me low, low key sane, and that's okay. You need stuff that's a little bit different in your life. But like just looking back on the episodes, we talked about, or I talked about slash ranted about my experiences with racism, uh, money and education and inequality. You know, I ranted about job searching during a pandemic, the the election voting, pandemic, first responders, all this good stuff. But I think for me, like my favorite, my two favorite episodes were episodes two and 10, I think. Two was like my first actual episode. And it was the one where I decided to just stick to the core belief of this project. And it was to combine big idea racism and systemic prejudice and injustices with my own experiences. And for me, that was really, really good because obviously I know my own experiences really well. And I also know about systemic racism really well and about government structures and systems and stuff. And so that was really fun to work on. And then 10 was my episode with Vince. And just being able to talk to someone else and bounce ideas and beliefs and thoughts and potential solutions off each other was also really fun. And does it help? It does help that Vince is one of those friends and we lived together for a year in college and he's a super awesome dude. But he's also a reminder that, and this isn't something I talked about in the episode, But he's a reminder that just because you go to college or university with a plan about what you want to study and what you want to do doesn't mean you have to be stuck in that for the foreseeable future. He went, we went to the same university. He graduated with a degree in theology. And now he's a certified firefighter waiting for uh, a job opening, basically. He's doing nothing with theology. And for me, that's really awesome to look at, too, because I majored in, or I graduated with a degree in political science. And right now, I don't see myself doing anything career-wise with political science for the time being, of course. Foreseeable future is different than the future. But just a reminder of just because you go in as an 18-year-old fresh out of high school, and you're like, oh, I want to... I want to do this or I want to be that. And you come out four years later, a fully fledged legal adult who's lived through four years of incredibly different experiences than you've ever had in your life. And you just come out a completely changed person for the better or the worse. And so those are the kinds of things that I like. I love... I think everyone can say they love their friends, but I more than love my friends. I respect my friends. I admire my friends. And I look up to all my friends, whether they are like Vince, a little older, or they're my age or they're younger. You know, I lived four years in the same residence hall at my university. And every single year from the first day of moving on freshman year 
to the last day of senior year before we got kicked out because of COVID. I was inspired by so many different people, freshmen, seniors, people in different halls, hall staff, the freaking pastoral residents. You know, all these different people inspire me in some little way. And it builds up to just a whole bunch of really positive experiences. So to get back on to get back on course, uh, I think I think besides those two episodes, I found myself yeah, like drifting off topic or off message really. And so this is a course correction. A soft reset because it's not a hard reset because I'm still I still love doing this. I still am going to keep doing it. And I'm still going to, you know, I'm not going to rebrand or anything, but it's just like a refocus. It's the if you're like if you're in a basketball game or you're in some sort of some sort of sporting event or whatever. And you have to like the coach pulls you out and you're like, all right, cool, cool down. Rest for five minutes and then jump back in, focus and determine. And that's kind of what I needed. I needed to sit on the bench for five minutes and just breathe and relax and refocus and then go in with a game plan and stick to the game plan. So that's what that's what the plan is. Now, speaking of plans, I'm just going to map out a sort of vague roadmap for the future of this project, of this show. So like I said, this is episode 12, the end of this soft, whatever, season one thing. Next week, I believe, yep, next week is election day, Tuesday. So with that, there's not going to be an episode on that Monday. There's going to be some sort of post-election show. Then, that'll be like a filler. Then season two will start. So season two, like I said, starts after election week. The plans are to have more guests. And to talk more about lifestyle and personal stories, like I said, with a little sprinkling of of political topics. Now, what that means is I'm not going to really talk about what's going on in the news just for the sake of it. If it relates to what I want to talk about, what I want to, you know, get off my chest, like I'm supposed to, then I'll bring it up. But if there's not going to be, it's not going to be like a show where there's a news section, for example, what I'm doing now, what I did today and the, this whole season is that we'll start with the news. That's not going to happen anymore as it, unless it relates to the topic. So if, if I'm talking about, I don't know, job searching and, changing your focus on that then i can you know talk about how covid has really affected that and what could have changed and blah 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 also and i mentioned this last week but now that i'm setting it up it's it's looking good so i'm going to start a youtube channel for the podcast so that way if you want a different avenue to watch it or enjoy my content i guess it'll be there so that's going to happen and then for those who don't know, I actually have a YouTube channel separately where I used to do 
gaming and real life stuff and just kind of like you know just kind of fun that's been dead for months so that's going to be revamped revived and revamped and maybe i think one of the videos i want to post on there is like a behind the scenes so like i show you guys how i come about this each episode planning what that looks like you're just gonna have fun you know like, like this podcast is a creative outlet for me and i also want these two youtube channels i'm gonna have to be creative outlets as well and i will be changing a lot of things as well uh, this is the first episode actually with my new microphone stand which i think is really really dope so I'm not just speaking into my phone. I'm actually speaking into something like that makes me feel semi-official. And yeah, I'm excited. I love I love being able to bounce these things off other people and like. So here's here's the thing. This is gonna be something off my chest properly. Is since I'm I'm at my parents' house, right? For I, I guess it's not really lockdown anymore. It's just like being smart and being safe. But literally like 94, 95% of my friends are back up in Portland or they've stayed in Portland, that area. And so I get, I get a little upset and jealous when I see like some of them getting together or them being able to do stuff up there with the group because they're all in the same bubble and I'm kind of stuck down here. And obviously everyone's got different schedules and stuff. And so, I don't know. I get, I get, I get down quite often actually, um, with not being able to see them all the time, because I'm one of those people who lives through other people. Like I love watching my friends succeed. I love hugging. I love, love, love hugging people. And so this physical contact, this social distancing, really, really does not work with me. But then at the same time, like being able to. Just talk to them for a few minutes, whether over, you know, text or uh, Zoom call or FaceTime or whatever. Like that really just gets me back into a happy place. And this week, I got back into my happy place a bit. You know, I talked, I started talking to a couple of my good friends again. Like just nothing like too deep and serious, but just, you know, reconnect. It's just like, mm, it just hits in the soul really well. And so my my passion, my determination is back. It's starting to build. And hopefully, by A, speaking this into existence, and then also planning on building off of it, that I can just continue this upward cycle. Oh, that felt really good. It's off my chest. Can you feel that? It's off my chest. I've fulfilled the purpose of this podcast for today. So, with that said, this is the end of the episode episode 12 in the books season one in the books so i want to say thank you guys for listening i hope you guys enjoy i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast like and continue to support by listening we're all over the place we're on spotify we're on apple music or apple podcast google podcast we're on a whole bunch more we're going to be on youtube starting next week as well so there's that and that will be all that information will come on the Instagram page. So go ahead and follow the Instagram page at off the chest underscore podcast. 
has the same logo that you see when you listen to in Spotify or Apple or Google. Go ahead and give a give a rating to the podcast. Follow us, everything. Uh, if you have any ideas that you maybe want to talk about or you want to come on the show and talk about, please reach out. I would love to, even if maybe we don't agree on everything or anything. I think that's even fun too. Being able to talk to someone who doesn't agree with you is is quite fun. So that's that. Uh, hopefully you guys are all voting as well. Staying safe and staying happy. Those are the three three things we got to do. Vote, be happy, and be safe. We'll see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace.